at first, you know, like when when he was brought in office, it was comical. Now, in a crisis like this, you're now seeing somebody who is obviously unfit to do what he has been voted in to do as the most important person in the country. Like that's mm-hmm. great. Okay, welcome to Brian Talks to Humans, a people's podcast about everyday people. Bringing you uh, CoronaCast number two today. Had a conversation with a friend and fellow teacher, Eric. He talks about taking care of his uh, mother during these times, being a father, and being a teacher. As well as a few appropriate digs at those in charge who are supposedly handling this. Hope you have a little downtime during these quarantine days to take a listen. Okay, here's my conversation with Eric. So how are you holding up? Hey, man. Uh, uh, it's been crazy altogether. I mean, I just I just got back from actually uh, getting my mom tested in Greenbrook. We went over to the, uh, the Metamerge in Greenbrook, sat there for two hours. They finally came out. They scanned her. They brought her in because she had a mild fever. Um you know, they gave her the test. They said four days we're looking at um, mm-hmm. to get the results, you know, which is unnerving because I got little kids in the house and I, you know, her boyfriend is also here. So, you know, a lot of us and then I'm a diabetic, so I'm compromised as is, mm. um, you know, so there's that. And then there's, you know, just kind of trying to keep my head, my kids head straight, you know, trying to keep them as normal as possible. And that seems to be harder and harder every every day you know because they're bugging out because they don't they're not in school they don't really understand what's going on you know they're getting bits and pieces my old one now off social media so it's you know mm. it's a lot of, it's a lot of containment not just with the with the actual um virus but it's also containment where i'm trying to keep my kids from losing their shit while still trying to not lose mine <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm, that's one of the things that I'm interested in is talking to a parent about this, because what what do you say to the to the kids about what's going on and why they need to stay home and that sort of stuff? Yeah, I mean, I have, I have an eight year old. Eight year old is very much like it doesn't really bother him. He's just kind of ticked off because he can't see his friends as much. Yeah. Um, and now the you know, my my 11 about to be 12 year old, he is. You know, he's on Instagram and TikTok and things like that. So the stuff that he's reading is either completely shocking or it's a complete joke. You know, there's no in between. It's very polarizing what he's looking at as coverage of it because it's it's memes. It's stupid 30 second videos of somebody saying I have the virus or, you know, somebody drinking a Corona. You know, that stupid stuff that is actually <laughs> still going on. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so he's getting that. He doesn't understand the middle of it to try to you know to kind of stay calm about it so i see him getting getting anxious about it you know and now my mother you know she's basically quarantined to her bedroom mm. you know and they're super worried about her you know we came back and you know my mother's got a, a you know one of the, the surgical masks on you know mm. what i mean they're freaking mm. out and she doesn't want to she can't get close to them and they're very affectionate with her so that's bothering them but you know, now the idea, I just had to tell my kid that, 
we're not taking them to Cooperstown this summer. Mm. Point in baseball, they were in a tournament, and we already got word for Cooperstown for the whole month, for the whole summer, that they're not doing these events, and we've been doing fundraising and all this other stuff. So they're starting to see how it's affecting them with sports for sure. Mm. And dude, I'm, I'm lesson planning. I'm lesson planning and doing all this stuff online with Google Classroom and all this while still teaching two kids that are four years apart in curriculum. Mm. So what's it like to be a parent with, with what they're sending home? What have your, what have your kids teachers sent home for them or, or what are they doing online? My youngest who's, who's eight is working through packets. Um, he has to do a check-in on Google Classroom every morning where they ask him a question, you know, just for attendance. You know, I do the same thing for attendance. I do journaling with my students, but um, they do attendance through a question, a poll, something like that. Yeah. And then they're working off packets. So I'm looking at a packet of, you know, two different, two units, I guess they gave uh, for us to cover because they didn't really know what the timing was going to be of everything and how long mm -hmm. we're going to be out. So it's two units for each subject, but super vague instructions yeah you know what i mean so like it's like okay um make math problems of multiplication and subtraction i'm like i'm cool with that but i like sustaining it and keeping them interested in it while also working and trying to you know do right by everybody it's crazy i mean i just got i just got a an email this morning from my supervisor saying that we had to have curriculum units including relatable uh topics to the virus and you know uh, social distancing and all this other stuff related and we need to get that to them by seven in the morning for the state like i it's the weekend i have two people sick at home um i have two children who are you know kind of on the verge of being like daddy what's going on here and freaking out mm. and now they're trying to you know hammer this stuff on them and i get it I get where the state's coming from, but it's, I don't know, man. It's just, it's all rushed and it's super stressful. And I, I'm, I'm very glad that I have, you know, a contract with the state as a state employee. But I mean, I think there's only so much you can do at this point. And it's like just the, 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 the fact that this is just so unprecedented that we've never dealt with something like this. is mm. Yeah. Is it's uncharted territory. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's just weird. And they, and they, they're already starting it. They're still like, daddy, I just want to go back to school. I want to see my friends and this yeah. and that. And, you know, they thought it was going to be cool. That's yeah. the thing is like these kids came out of school when they knew that they were going to be going home and they were like, Oh my God, this is going to be the greatest thing ever. And my, Lucas said, but it was, it was kind of weird because when I walked out, all the teachers weren't happy and they looked like they were scared. Mm. So he's kind of been sensing it from the beginning is that the older one yes yeah, the older one and you know he he's just way more sensitive than the younger one so he's really compartmentalizing it and i try to talk to him about it and i think he was when i had to tell him about the whole baseball thing this summer i think he was really just crushed because mm. you know he's been he's been thinking about this for the past three years you know the the possibility of playing there and i told them how i played there when i was a kid and, you know so that's just the bummer but i mean yeah. the, the the curriculum aspect of it is it's tough for them because they're in the middle of things and they're doing stuff and 
I'm trying to, as a teacher, facilitate the lesson for for his direct teachers, and it's 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 a lot of arguments. He can argue with me. He can't argue with his teacher. <laughs> you know what I mean? As much as I want yeah. to be his own personality and advocate for himself and stand up for what's right, it's also like he doesn't. He knows that he can't just sit there and question that much in school, expect especially at like a middle school age. So when he's home with me, he's like, "Why this? That?" You know. So it's it's super it's super tense during the days, like to the mm. point where when I'm done at the end of the night because. I'm watching my mother. I'm making sure that she's okay. You know, she's she's 76, dude, and like she's she's frail. So it's like really fucking scary when every day she's getting another symptom of this shit, and I'm trying to keep it together for them so that they don't see that I'm like really, you know, worked up about this. Mm. So what what are you doing for you? How like you've got all this stuff going on? You, you're a teacher. You're a parent. You're a parent teacher. You're right. a son giving right. care to an older relative. What is what are you doing to stay sane? <sighs> yeah. I'm trying to stay away from social media as much as I can. I don't really touch it. And news-wise, I click on the news and I try to do a half hour in the morning and a half hour in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't really go past that because watching watching just asinine press conferences over and over again where, <laughs> where the president of the United States is just sitting there and pointing to other people and saying, you answer the question, you answer the question, and then just making it very much about the attack of the media where they're just trying to get answers. Like that's, it's just, it's disgusting to me to have to watch that. Yeah. It's unnerving and it makes me sick. Yeah. I've tried like, to it's say not even comical. Too. Like I thought it was, you know, at first, you know, like when when he was brought in office, it was comical. Now, in a crisis like this, you're now seeing somebody who is obviously unfit to do what he has been voted in to do as the most important person in the country. Like that's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, and it seems like every every couple of days, we're getting realizations that this is even more serious and more serious. And it seems that the response from uh, many governments, particularly uh, uh, up top in the federal government, ha- are not meeting the task. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> there's no yeah, there's no real CDC infrastructure like that is really understanding of what's going on here. Mm. Yeah, it's it's like it's just it, I, I get it's all unprecedented and it's and it is the way it is, but we don't have we don't have the testing. We don't have the medical supplies. We don't have any of this. And like, you're talking like the top doctors in some of the biggest hospitals in the country. And they're terrified. These are, you know, top notch facilities that are either connected to a university or, you know, are just a standalone institution in the country. And they're freaking out. My sister-in-law works for Mount Sinai in New York. Mm -hmm. And she is, completely freaked out she's she's worked the past eight days she finally got a day off she's been working basically 12 hours they're not they're not fielding as many but they've out of the i think 300 people that they have done testing on at at their hospital in new york i think they've pulled seven or eight out of there Mm -hmm. so you know they're freaking out some of those people are in the hospital and it's it's just crazy to see how unprepared we are for everything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's just that's just really staggering so 
to get my mind off of it, I just like I was just out in the yard throwing the ball at the boys when I when I got back from from getting her tested. Little shit like that, and I mean everything's your whole everything's taken away. My life is now my front yard, my house, and my backyard. Yeah. Um, I did my last shopping two days ago, mm-hmm. and when I went out, I, I I wanted to be I wanted to be back home. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't sitting there trying to trying to do anything unnecessary. Yep. You know, just going, getting my shit, and coming back. And it's just the hardest. I think the hardest part for most people right now is that the weather is beautiful. It's gorgeous out right now, and like. I was uh, I was on the next block over, and there was like a whole. It was like a block party, man. And like everybody's like, everybody's like, Eric, come on over, man. Let's go let's have some beers. I'm like, nah, dude. Like I turned right around. I walked back. Would I love to go over there, and have a couple beers, and and BS with those guys? Of course, but you know, it's 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 just it's just you can't do it. You just can't. Yeah, do it. I think people are starting to realize that. That's pissing me off that people aren't doing the social distancing the right way. And, you know, it's just going to prolong things. The, the Petri dish that is, that is Florida. I mean, that is just unbelievable that they are still, they still have beaches open down there. And then my buddy, you remember, you remember Matt Curry from, from high school, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and Bernie Michelizzi, they live down there now. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking to me that cause I was going to go visit them in the middle of April and they're like, they're, they, they just, they can't believe it. Like they're still, they still go fish and stuff, but they're not going to the beaches. They'll get on a boat with five other people and they'll they'll go out, but they're not. I mean, they just they think it's crazy. They they think it's like a bad movie script when you look at it. I mean, it really is because people are just sitting there because they're so entitled and so connected to everything that they think they just have everything at their fingertips and they're immune to this shit. And maybe they are immune, but yeah. de- they can definitely be carriers, and they just, just they just don't want to think that that's possible for some reason. yeah i i've seen this the spring breakers like oh you know uh we planned this trip for three months uh, if i get <laughs> corona so what uh, i'm like motherfucker yeah, dude, what like, are you what, doing why are you like you're gonna go home like i if my mom has this and god forbid she does but if she has this like she could have she was in florida for they go down to florida february every year so she could have got it when she was there and it could have been dormant and just hit her yeah, you know what I mean. Like we yeah, don't know where she picked it up. And I think because because of that, like everybody's kind of just being stupid about it. Like, oh, I'm not sick right now, but well, dude, you might have that in your body right now, and it just hasn't kicked in, or you're immune to it, and you're gonna pass it off to somebody with a with a with a conversation or a handshake or whatever it is. Yeah, um, my my mother is 75, and she has underlying conditions that are gonna be you know, make it bad if she gets it. And, you know, I'm, I'm occasionally going to be seeing her. I, I hope over the next few months. Right. So right. I, so I have to basically see nobody else. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Because, and, and it's tough, but like, that's, that's what we have to do. Uh, you have to exercise caution. Yeah. I mean, I have, I have my kids here. Um, you know, I'm divorced, so I can't now send them with her being tested. I can't send them to, their mothers because mm. if i do that they've already possibly been exposed so they're yeah. here with me my girlfriend who is over here a lot anyway she's already if if it's you know possible she's been compromised too so those people are that's it 
like the other day, one of my friends came by and he was like, Hey, what's up, man? Let's have a beer. And I'm like, I'll have one from here. You can chill down by your car and we'll bullshit a little bit. And that's what we did. And like, it was just, it was fine. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's awkward and it's weird, but it's, it's like, dude, it's, it's not that hard. Like considering the ramification of what's going on and the way that our numbers are trending in the same way that, in the same way that Italy's are trending, like we're already on pace to, to be the worst break out of this. Yeah. And I mean, you know, you're thinking of, you're thinking of a country with top, supposedly top notch medical staff and facilities and policies and all this stuff. And it just, it doesn't seem right, man. You got a, you got a president who's sitting there on television saying everybody can get tested any, any time they want. And you got people waiting in line in cars for four hours, dude, just stewing in their own, not only their own, you know, sickness, but stewing in their own thoughts, man. Like, yeah, that's the crazy. That, that I mean, that's the, the scariest part is the, is not necessarily the virus. I mean, obviously for older people and compromised people and for anybody, I mean, it's, it's scary, but the scariest part for me is what's going to happen with the economic fallout. You know what I mean? Like I already, absolutely. I talked to three people today. They already lost their jobs. Yep. Uh, the the unemployment is going to be through the roof. The, the unemployment system in New Jersey, the website crashed the other day. Oh yeah. 100% man. And like, I'll tell you what, like if I have to, if I have to break a law to like take care of my kids, you know, if that's what it comes to where everybody is kind of like doing that. And that's why I say I'm very lucky as a state employee, Yeah. but there's, there's people that are going to, they're going to be screwed and people in lower economical environments that are that now, that are now even more um, screwed than they already were before. Mm-hmm. It's going to get ugly. And like, mm-hmm. I am not, I am not a gun person in the least bit, you know, I'm very much you know, pro for, um, pro for, you know, gun laws and everything like that. But like, dude, I, I tell you, I've been like tempted several times now, like when my buddies, I'm in group chats with them and they're like, you know, I got this and blah, blah, blah. And I'm buying this gun. And these are, these are liberals like me. And I'm yeah. like, what are you guys doing? And they're like, dude, man, like I got a family. Like, I'm not trying to do this. Like my buddy lives in center city in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm not playing around, man. He's like, I live, I live literally three blocks away from one of the biggest heroin like havens in the United States. Mm. He's like, I'm not playing around with that shit. He's like, once stuff starts crumbling like that and people are trying to, you know, every man for himself, you know, by any means necessary type shit. Um, it's scary. That's the scariest part. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to stay optimistic, but I can definitely see like, you know, how it's going to get worse before it gets better. And I wonder like, what's going to like, my friend thinks there's going to be like almost bread lines and like the banks are going to start failing. Yeah. And I'm like, Holy, like that's starting to set in as a possibility. And I'm like, this is, this is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. I mean that, that's really, that's the thing. It's like the economic fallout of people first off, just being canned, not like, Hey, work from home, just being let go. And then government bailouts of what? What's he gonna? Well, what are they gonna send? Fifteen hundred dollars, maybe two Gs. That's for most people that I know, and for the people that I know that have lost their jobs already, that's not even a mortgage payment. Right. Yeah, it's not gonna get you very far. 
You know what I mean? So everybody is just kind of scrounging. And like you said, like people are just on the phone constantly and calling and like, oh, man, you know, like as much as I have complained about contractual issues that I've had as a teacher over the past couple of years, like I'm just glad that I have that, man. I'm glad that I have summer pay that I can count on with that, too. And um, yeah, it's just rough dude it's really yeah. rough i would be in a much different state of mind if my employment was uh was affected by this you know i'm working from home like you and i have a contract like you if i was uh you know reduced pay or or unemployed or, or any other sort of effect on my job i i would be in a much different state of mind i'm i'm, I'm fortunate compared to many people 100 percent. yeah man it's uh it's uh I, I just get my head, getting my, getting, you know, my head around it is, is just still really tough. Um, and I guess keeping my, my kids busy and, you know, doing shit like that is fine. I just, you know, like I was saying before, man, I can't be staring at the news all day like that. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter what outlet you're looking at. It's it, nothing is good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. Did you see that Lou Dobbs po- uh, uh, poll that he did the other night? Uh, it, the, well, the one saying like it was a hoax or something. <laughs> nah, dude, he did a poll and the poll was, the poll was, uh, what do you feel about president Trump's, uh, uh, action towards the you know, coronavirus outbreak and all this. And the three choices that they had were superb, great, or very good. <laughs> dude, I swear my brother like FaceTime me and he brings me in and he's like, dude, you gotta see this. Because he sent me a picture of it, and I was like, that's bullshit, man. You, you can't be serious. You know, like, somebody made that. It's like a meme or whatever. And then he was like, no, dude. And he rewound it and played it for me. And I'm like, this is just insane. Yeah, we're living in, like, two different worlds. It's, and it's, everything. It's, and, and it's all political. It's so fucking politicized. It's, like, not worried about the people. It's just so... So fucking politicized, man. Like, just, and you have those pigs that sold off the stocks because they had like inside uh, information, you know. Dude, the Senate, the Senate Intel chick, right? Did she sell like two million, tell me two million dollars in stocks off. Yeah. When she really got the enormity of everything there was in the briefing of it, yeah, man. And that's happening all over the place. It's like other people that bought up stock in medical supplies, you know. Mm. Just sad, man. It's just grabbers and and just no real no real look at humanity that I've really seen out of any of this. Well, one thing I'm encouraged by is that there's, there's some people here and there that are kind of organizing ways to help neighbors and and that sort of thing. And I'm encouraged by like the possibility that maybe we won't go back to normal. Like maybe this idea of like not evicting people and not foreclosing people might stick around, you know, who knows? Right. Right. And that's, yeah, that's the crazy thing. It's like worry, not even worried about the jobs is is whether or not there's going to be the lenience that they're talking about with mortgages or rents or whatever it Mm -hmm. is, because sending a $1,500 check is not going to do anything. And that's going to go super quick. Yeah. Um, How is your, I'm sorry, go ahead. Now you think, you think about it like a couple, like let's say they get three grand, they got two kids and they have a house. Oh yeah, no. Yeah, Obviously, whatever nest egg, whatever they have saved, is gonna is gonna blast through anyway. You know, until this is really a recovery, which who the hell knows how long. What were you saying though? 
Um, I was going to just transition to uh, just tell me a little bit about um, how, like, how, what you're teaching with the kids. How is your, how is your teaching change? Is there, is there any specific lessons or material that you're trying to get across to them or? Well, we're doing the, the unit that we're doing right now is, um, is for advocacy, wildlife advocacy and stuff like that. So I'm teaching um, Carl Heisen's who that's the novel that we use. So I do novel based learning. So they, I, we did we don't have enough copies of the books to send them home in school so i've been just been posting a audio visual link off of youtube so they can read off of that they can take their notes annotations questions and then they got to read they do off of that okay and i have i have journaling for each each day and i just you know i gave them the basic idea of just you know talk about um how it is to be at home um what are you hearing through the news you know, are you scared? Yeah, any anything that really comes to mind. And the kids are actually reacting to it really well because it's they realize like, oh my God, like I was so happy when they said school was closing for two weeks and now I realize I'm not gonna be going back. You know, mm-hmm. so like they're very they're very interested in the journaling now, whereas when they were in class and I gave them journal topics, they were like, Oh, I can't write about that. I don't want to do this. But mm-hmm. now they're they're doing it and they have no yeah. problem with it. I have like a hundred percent on that. Out of the 65 kids that I have, I have every kid doing it. Yeah, um, you know, I was holding uh, online office hours through Google Meet the other day. And, like, there was a couple questions the students had about, like, school stuff. Yeah. But basically, they hopped on just for, like, the social interaction. They're they're bored and lonely. Oh, dude, 100%, man. It's it's bad. So so that's – I do the journaling. I do uh, – I, I, it's novel-based uh, curriculum. And then – um, I have them doing a, a poetry survey, and this is the time of year where I do all my big poetry activities. I usually put together a poetry slam, and mm. I bring I bring in I bring in MCs, I bring in poets, I bring in graffiti artists, I bring all these people in to work with the kids and and to you know work with figurative language and the uh, the medium of art and hip hop and stuff like that. And it's really fun, but I can't do it this year, so I'm just kind of feeding them you know, poets, you know, from Harlem Renaissance to, um, you know, 60s counterculture to all this different stuff to kind of give them an aspect of um, things that are very relatable to what's going on now. So I'm yeah. kind of picking it up, but I'm, that's also a slippery slope, like, you know, because some of that stuff is super controversial. And then I bring in um, hip hop artists too, but a lot of the stuff that I was teaching with that, that's all hands on. Like I got to be there with them. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, I can't throw up lyrics to a song and then expect the kid to dissect that and pick out what assonance is or what, um, the alliteration does to a certain line or like anything like that. I can't do that. So, um, it really hampers what I do later in the year, which is a lot of public speaking, a lot of group work. Like they were going to do an advocacy project where they, um, this year, they were going to choose an environmental issue. The years in the past, it was just pick an animal because that goes along with the who curriculum. But I was just going to pick um, environmental issues and have them work with that. And they were super pumped about it because they are all linked up now using Google. So they were they were ready to go on it. But now it's just minimizing that. You know, mm. I'm, giving, I'm giving them handouts and I'm like, okay, answer these 10 questions about this animal and then put together through Google Slides. I'm trying to work on... Uh, having them having them do uh, poetry pieces and then presenting it to me online mm. where uh, 
where I have a rubric for them with, you know, different strategies for public speaking and presentation and all that stuff. That's what I usually do in the classroom. So I'm going to see if I can sync that up video wise and have the kids present in that way. But are you are you expecting that we're going to be out the rest of the year? Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't I don't see us coming back. Mm. Yeah, um, I, and, I started and, to realize that last couple of days. Yeah, and and from from what I've understood, even though the the, uh, the state is bringing in this idea of them wanting to have a month's worth of curriculum and what are we teaching and all this, I don't really feel like they're going to be able to hold these kids responsible for the work. I don't really think that's going to. I mean, they already canceled standardized testing. Yeah. Out. I don't think they're going to be able to hold the kids accountable for it. I don't think they're going to do that. I mean, like I have kids that are work that are living in houses. And those kids, some of them are still, you know, they're in a house and they got three or four brothers or sisters and they're working off of one laptop. Yeah. Yeah. We were told, like, uh, when you're giving these students work, keep in mind that they're sharing stuff with siblings and shit like that. And so I've, I've tried to make things very flexible and manageable mm-hmm. and, yeah. and not really overwhelm them. But I, I've heard a few teachers, especially math teachers, are, uh, are piling on some work. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I, I wouldn't, I mean, I'm, I'm terrible with mathematics period, but I wouldn't even know how to, how to plan that out because that's, I don't know. I mean, that's, I, don't, I feel like it's a very hard subject to be just teaching over a computer. Mm-hmm. Like you really, you really have to be doing Google. You have to be doing Google classroom videos and getting all those kids in. So you're actually giving them like hands-on lessons. Whereas with my stuff, it, you know, with English, it's, it's much more, there's more shades of gray, whereas with a science and math, it's kind of black and white. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can I can look at their answers as being their personal opinion. And if they're backing stuff up, hey, that's great, man. That's a good point. That's a good point of view. And that's what's I'm very thankful with with language arts is the fact that it's a lot of shades of gray. So nobody's yeah. ever really wrong. It's just, you know, maybe misguided or you know, your, your opinion really hasn't developed yet mm. But with, with a math or a science, dude, that's gotta be really tough to do online stuff. Man. Mm. It's a lot of facts. It's a lot, it's just a lot of fact and this is what it is. And this is your answer. And it's like I said, black and white versus shades of gray with the social studies or a language arts. So do you anticipate that if we do too good a job at online education, that they'll try to start to make it more hybrid and like more online stuff. Not to necessarily replace us, but have it be where like instead of having 25 kids in a class, maybe now you can have 70 because you can do stuff online. I feel like there's going to be not that as a standard, but I feel like it's going to be more of kids with social interaction issues are going to opt to be home. Mm. There's going to be more of inside the classroom cameras for kids you know what i mean where it's like they're sitting there watching the teacher do it i don't know how much you mean like for them to opt out from being a classroom student uh i mean uh for for the powers that be finding a way to eliminate teacher jobs by making more stuff go online right right yeah i mean i don't it, it it's an interesting question i just i don't know how i don't know how how well, I mean, I don't, it's obviously not going to be well taken by teachers. I think people who enjoy being in a classroom with students and interacting them and showing them how to be a human being and not just a robot. 
I think that part of it is there, but you're also looking at you're looking at an administration and a philosophy of education in, in the United States now, which is much more teach to test and you know that whole that whole gag, you know. But mm. um, I don't know. I would hate for it to go to that. And you know, I mean, I'm I'm very much like you in in the way of you know teaching these kids to advocate. Like that's a huge thing that I teach all year and those kids really blossom with that and a lot of the kids that i have they become their own people and they they advocate for others and different rights and all that kind of stuff so that's a huge thing if it if that's taken away it can still be it could still be put on a computer and you could show them the right way and this is what you should look for but i feel like when you're not i feel like when you're not verbally telling them and giving them experience and talking to them particular you lose a ton you lose a ton you know yeah. it, kind of, it doesn't allow these kids to to grow as individuals they might be able to memorize something or look something up or research something but it's just distancing these kids more and more from from social interaction mm. i mean that, yeah. that's that's what scares me the most and like some of the people that i teach with they're like oh my god you do all this poetry stuff and this and that and you haven't present like how do you manage to do that and i'm like I do this with honors kids and I do it with regular regular kids. And oftentimes the regular regular kids are better than the honors kids at it because they're most honest. They're, they're raw, they're angry and they want to do it. And still like some of these teachers are like, Oh, I just, it's just, it's just too much work. I'm like, well, you know, this is, this is part of the problem. You're going to, you're going to shove a ditto in front of them, or you're going to shove a computer program in them and tell them to read something and answer questions. And that's it. There's really not, there's not much substance to that besides they just read a story and they learned a moral from it. Mm-hmm. No, there's no, there's no application of it. Yeah. I'm that's, hoping that's that scared to me about it. I'm hoping that everybody realizes that, that like you cannot replace the, 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 the one-on-one experience with a, with an actual human being in, in the classroom. Yeah. And that's look at going forward. I mean, that, that you're, you're hundred percent right. And that's, it's just, it's kind of awkward for us because we haven't had any training in it. Yeah, I very much. Have any kind of training in Google at all? I've learned Google all on the fly. They've told us we've, we're supposed to have, um, you know, t- per, you know, training days, and the kids are out. And we come in, and it ends up being a uh, positive behavior support in schools for you pbsis i don't know if you've heard of that no i haven't no it's like a it's like a bully program type thing and dude i've had four workshops on that this year (laughs) like i teach my kids in class so that it's not right like i try to do as much as i possibly can with that and i just get workshop after workshop as to how to reward kids and you know what's normal behavior it's like dude i've been teaching for 17 years like are you seriously talking to me about this right now yeah all right, I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but yeah, well, man, I gotta run. I got some chicken catchatory getting ready for these. Okay, boys. gonna we're just gonna uh, end with a couple rounds of a game that I have. Okay, it's called One Gotta Go. <laughs> okay, yeah, right. yeah. Yep. Uh, Snoop Dogg, Fifty Cent, Eminem, or Lil Wayne. One Gotta Go. Fifty Cent. Okay. Uh, then I think I know your answer to this one. Miseducation of Lauren Hill, College Dropout, Get Rich or Die Trying, or Good Kid, Mad City. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to drop the fifty cent. Okay. Uh, Nicki Minaj, Rihanna, Cardi B, Missy Elliott. 
Tough one. Cardi B. Okay, okay. What made you choose that one? I don't know, man. Nicki Minaj and her are pretty much right neck and neck, but I think Cardi B is just less of a talent, man. Less, okay. of, less, less of a writer and less, less substance in what she says. I mean, that's that's the lesser of two evils right there, man. Okay. <laughs> Last one. Yeah. Friday, coming to America, house party or life? I'm dropping life, man. I'm dropping life. I don't even think I know what that one is. Dude, life is uh, that's the one with Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence, uh, oh. where they they get they go they they commit a crime and then they go to jail and it's like all about their experiences in jail and like what they go through. Oh, okay. it's good, it's decent, but I mean you can't you can't knock any of those others out, man. There's no way. Yeah, those are classics. <laughs> all right, my friend, I'm glad to end on a bit of an up note. I really appreciate you taking the time to do this, and uh, you know, stay safe. One hundred percent, man. You too. I'll talk to you later. All right, sis. All right, brother. Okay, that was my conversation with Eric, son, father, and teacher. Going to be adding some new Corona casts pretty soon, so stay tuned, and hopefully you'll enjoy the stories. Go to BrianTalksToHumans.net for more information, and everybody stay safe. Mm-hmm.